Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com 
where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcast for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you. Another episode with my friend, Gino Wickman. Gino, my man, what is happening in your world today? I am so looking forward to this. You are happening in my world today, Michael. So I'm really looking forward to spending time. And this, this might be one of the most unique podcasts I've done in terms of the world that I'm typically living in. And so what's happening today is uh, I feel like I will be stretched. And I feel as though you and I are going to have quite a conversation here. Man, that's certainly my hope. Uh, you know, and I, I've interviewed a lot of people over the years. And when I listened to and did my research on you, because I always like do your damn research. Um, one of the things that, that really struck with me is you said something when you were like 32 years old. And this is where I want to have the jump off point of the conversation. Obviously, I have a huge background in entrepreneurs and building businesses and helping hundreds of thousands of businesses. And we'll get into that stuff, but but I, I want to start this from the mental health aspect, because obviously that's the context of the show. And and we're talking about how this idea at 32 is like you were afraid to be who you were. You were in this concrete wall and you were stuck. And man, I resonate with that so much because for me at 26, that's where I was. And I think many people listening to this have had that experience where they're like, I just don't understand how to be me. How did you navigate that? Well, I'm still navigating. navigating. Sure, I get it. Uh, it's, yeah, I've never finished. But I, as I look back, you know, a couple of key things right around that period of time, um, it was the book Celestine Prophecies that woke me up that like, whoa, man, I am pure energy. And it was like, okay, I'm looking at this world a whole nother way. I uh, took the Landmark Forum program and that helped me realize how vulnerable I was not. And when you talk about the concrete wall, I describe it as like a 12 layer thick concrete wall I had built around myself to protect me from the world. And right around that time, I went from being a millionaire at 30 years old to $200,000 in debt by 33 years old. So I was slowly burning through all my cash and going broke. And so it, that was a very, very wild time. And so it's, it was around 30, though, that I would say the awakening began. And so for the last 25 years, I'm now 55 years old, um, I have been doing what I describe as shedding layers. So to your point, you know, how did I do it? Well, I didn't do it. How am I doing it? I just tend to shed another layer at least once a year, a big layer. And I always jokingly like to say with every layer that is shed, there will be tears. So I just keep getting closer and closer and closer and closer to my soul. That's my goal is to just ultimately fully free my soul. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the task, right? Like, you know, you sit, you think about it and it's like, there's this reflection you have of yourself in the mirror every day. And we have the choice and the ability to be like, all right, is this really who I am? And, and I find myself frequently in that space where I just stand there and I go, what the fuck are you doing today? Who are you? And you always hear people say, like, do things that you would do if you were the person that you wanted to be. And, and I think there's some practicality to that. But I always think there's like this weird misnomer in it where it's like, but most people have no fucking clue who they want to be to begin with. And so as you're going through that transition and now you're in this place where, fuck, you've had all this money and now you lost all this money, it's got to just mess with your head in this intense way. How did you start to reframe and create a 
framework of who it is that you did want to become that 20 something years later leads you to this conversation with me today? Yeah, Matt, if you will humor me and just allow me like a three to four minute riff in terms Please. of the answer to that question, because I, I have to create context because it's really hard to give you like a one sentence answer to that. And so where what I would suggest and where I want to start contextually is, you know, I am simply a guy who is obsessed about helping entrepreneurs. And so that's what I do. And I learned that I got the first glimpse of that's why I'm here in my late 20s. And so that's the 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 big picture context. Now, what I've done since then is I have spent my life helping entrepreneurs and I've created five pieces of content in the world that helps these entrepreneurs. And and it's everything from helping someone decide if they are and how to start a business to finding their perfect visionary and a greater match to running a great business to living what we call the EOS life. And this fifth piece of content and, and the reason we're talking and why this timing is so unique is everything up until that piece of content was about external outer world success, helping that entrepreneur succeed by every imaginable outer world metric. They got the business, they got the people, they got the money, they got the stuff, they got the accolades. But what I realized is they get to the top of the mountain, as did I, and they're still feeling empty. In other words, there's still something missing. There's a void. And the fifth piece of content, the 10 disciplines, is now going inside and doing the inner work. And so for me, it wasn't this, when you talk about, you know, people being the future person they want to be or, or you know, knowing who they are, you know, I'm not so, so sure I know who I'm going to be in 20 years. I have a pretty good idea. What I was able to discover is that I'm here to help entrepreneurs. What's really cool about the timing with you and I in this conversation, in this inner world conversation, it is, it is all about going to that trauma and that pain and realizing that we've got some stuff to clean up in there. And, and so my point in all of that, though, is I think we're always a work in progress. I think it keeps getting clearer and clearer. You know, at, at 23 years old, I was selling real estate, you know, and here I am now having sold 2 million books, 180,000 entrepreneurs follow the system that I have helped. And now I'm doing this crazy work of going inside and helping to heal trauma. Could I have predicted that 30 years ago? I don't think so. So it's always a journey and I'm just always moving forward. And I'm always growing. So hopefully in that big picture context and story, there's an assemblance of an answer to your question. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, I don't know if this has been true for you, but I look at my life as I've really always been an entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was only eight years old. And in my 20s, I landed a job with a corporate company, did super well, was miserable though, dude. I fucking had to wear khakis to work. I'm like, I hate this life. And, and then I started my own thing. And for the last 13 years, I've been an entrepreneur. And it is the only sense of true freedom that I feel like I can have as a human being. And secondarily, or, or probably even primarily, the one thing that I know about being an entrepreneur is like, you're going to find out who the fuck you are. Like, you're going to really find out who you are and what you're made out of. Not in this like in, an intense, aggressive way, even though it might sound like that coming out. But in those moments of solace and solemn and silence, you're like, whoa. There's a lot of heaviness here. There's a lot of pressure. And I, I think that a lot of people succumb to that. And as you may know, entrepreneurs and business owners take their lives at an exponential rate compared to people who work in most other industries. And I'm wondering, what is it about the, the pressure that gets to people? Is it the expectation? Is it self-imposed? Is it society? Like, why are we losing so many of our, our compatriots right now? 
man, that is so good. And wow, I want to go in about eight different directions on that. And so hold on, I'm focusing myself and I want to whittle it down to about two or three things because where I want to start is, you know, again, I always like to create a little bit of context, but you know, your, your audience is certainly not all entrepreneurs. And so I always like to kind of manage expectations and making sure we're speaking to your audience, but many of them are driven. Okay. And what you're talking about is this driven DNA, this driven gene that is a blessing and a curse. Gets us in a lot of trouble. It gives us superhuman strength to accomplish a lot in the world, but there's a lot of pain and a black trail we tend to leave behind us with that incredible drive. If I would start there, number two, for those that are entrepreneurs or thinking about it, my strong belief that I write in my book, Entrepreneur Elite, is you have to have six essential traits to succeed as an entrepreneur. Driven, passionate, problem solver, risk taker, responsible. Um, so, sorry, visionary, driven, passionate, problem solver, risk taker, and uh, responsible. So you must possess those six because it is so challenging and it is so brutal to be an entrepreneur because it's a series of getting knocked down every day, every week, every month. And most people are not built for getting knocked down like that. And, and now to jump forward to this, where I am in terms of what I call what's next naturally is the entrepreneur typically builds an empire on their trauma. In other words, that drive is so strong that they're able to push through all of that pain and literally use that pain as a fuel. What I'm now realizing is that you can heal that pain. You can heal that trauma. My biggest fear is when I did, I would lose the fuel. I would lose the drive. It's just the opposite. Your drive is magnified. Your fuel is coming from a different place because it's coming from an inner force. And so with that said, you know, the, 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 pain, the trauma, the drive, the getting knocked down. I, you know, as I'm sure you talk a lot about on your show, it stems from something that typically happened in our childhood and it's different for all of us, but we're always trying to protect that wound, hide that wound. And that's where the pain and the trauma is coming from. And when you heal that and you realize we are all just balls of pure energy, some of us burn bright and some of us don't burn so bright. Well, we don't burn bright. They're just energy blocks. And when you'll just go inside and face the pain, face the blocks, face what you're talking about, what I have experienced is it dissipates. Not overnight. It's a journey. It's a process. That's the shedding of the layers. But that's the best answer I have for you there. When we could spend three hours on that question for what that's worth. Yeah, totally. When when you're on this place of of shedding, was there or has there been a, a moment maybe you haven't shared so publicly that really transformed you, that has helped you really shed? Because for me, when I when I look at this, one of the, the greatest moments of healing for me, I was in a, a men's group therapy and I was so adverse to do, being anything but combative with men <laughs> that to be emotionally vulnerable, I mean, I must have been in that group for, I don't know, six to nine months, somewhere in that window, 29, 30 years old, and just uh, finally just broke down in tears. Mm. And it was, it was, dude, it's literally, it was so terrifying. It was so fucking scary, but it changed my life forever because I was like, wait a second, you mean it's okay to be vulnerable with men and you don't have to always be combative or talk about money and hookups and cars and things that don't matter? And, and that moment actually changed my relationship with men entirely and led this to the place where I've been able to create brotherhood and create companionship and create really this entire thing that I'm building in this company because I was like, wait, I can be vulnerable and be like, I'm having a hard fucking day. Call my buddy, dude, 
what do I do? And so I'm, I'm curious, is there or has there been a moment as you've been shedding those layers through your entrepreneurship and endeavors and what you're building and creating in all of your systems where you're like, that changed my life? Yeah. Um, I would say a couple of things to that. Uh, the first is I was blessed at a very young age in my late 20s to become a member of the entrepreneurs organization, be on a forum with other fellow entrepreneurs and start to get really vulnerable with them and them with me. And, and so I got a taste very early. So those walls started to come down. Like I said, my landmark forum experience was very helpful in realizing how vulnerable I was not. And then I've had the blessing for the last 23 years of going to Boulder, Colorado with two of my closest friends. We've done it every year and we go to shed a layer and I'm the crybaby in the group because I end up crying for some reason on every single one of these trips because I shed a big layer on every trip. So for me, I got introduced to that at, a, at an early age and I was comfortable being vulnerable, but that wasn't necessarily solving all of my trauma. And so the big aha voila moment for me in the last couple of years and the book Untethered Soul, I think was the, mm. was the trigger for me. It was like, it was always there. Everything in that book is everything I've always known, but it like put it all together for me because the last couple of years have been very profound for me in terms of the level of joy that I'm experiencing and the peace that I'm experiencing. But it was this. So it's when I talk about the, you know, the layers of concrete that I built around myself to protect myself from those childhood wounds and trauma. In the book, he, he teaches this analogy or shares this analogy of how we built this like mechanical structure around us that protects us from hitting our thorn, as he likes to describe it. Well, the way that I describe it is with those layers, we have masterfully built this system around us, these layers around us, that when something comes at us that's about to hit that trauma, we are so masterful. We've built such an amazing structure. We can head it off at the pass so that it won't hit our stuff, hit the trauma, hit the pain. And for me, in the last couple of years, there was literally a moment when I so clearly saw my structure. That structure is your ego. So your ego is masterful. It's so intelligent. And I saw it. And I saw it in vivid color. It was in a meditation. And I literally broke down. I mean, I literally, everything just welled up and came pouring out because I clearly saw this masterful concoction I built and I was living with for trying to do the math. All kind of started when I was seven or eight years old. So 47 years of this masterful structure and it all came crashing down and scared the shit out of me. But that was very, very profound. But then the other thing that happens is every time I think I've had the aha wallah moment and I'm cured, I'm solved, I'm fixed. It's been going on for 25 years. All that does is it just opens another door. I like, I don't know if, if there were a scale, okay, of zero to a hundred percent and like a hundred percent is when you're completely enlightened. I don't know if I'm at like 1% or 100%. I pray to God I'm at least halfway there. But like my biggest fear, and I think it's true, is I'm like barely at 1%. The point I'm making is I don't think you're ever there. I think it's a journey. I think it's a process. And so that's the most recent aha voila moment for me to your question. But I have a scary, funny, not even scary. I just love it so much now. But I have a funny feeling, you know, there's another one coming and another one coming. And another. Just every time I think I've got it figured out, it goes deeper and it's endless. 
Yeah. I, and you know, I think in that you, when you're shedding those layers, when I have shedded those layers, when I have been at my most vulnerable, I've tried to do it in this way in which I'm like, don't judge yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Let it be, let it exist. And, and I have a, a little bit of a feeling that every single time I've done that business has been better. Business has grown. Connections have become better. Relationships have become better. And, and a part of it is like, just the letting go. We hold on so tightly. Everybody, I'm not even talking about just entrepreneurs. We white knuckle life constantly. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Hermosi, but he's been talking about this idea that we all turn to dust. And it's been sitting with me in, in a retrospective way where I'm like, ever since I was a kid, I was like, none of this actually really matters. So why don't we just show up and live our life the best that we can? But, you know, in doing that, what happens is you end up looking at your energy and you talk about this idea. Some people burn bright, some people don't. And it's like the people who maybe they don't as much as they want, they put even more pressure on themselves and they get stuck. And then they are in this place where all their visions don't come to fruition. And they're really, I mean, when you break it down, they're in their own way. And I think actually, I know because I've been in this situation and in this predicament, I was trying to do everything in one day, right? I was trying to always do everything in one day. Let me just get it done. I'll, I'll change now. I'll heal today. I'll go to fucking eight therapies today. And then I'll go do ayahuasca and then everything will be fine. And then I realized like, actually that shit doesn't work. Yeah. Like it doesn't work. This is, a, this is life is linear. Healing is not, but on a timeline, I think people think in one year regiments. And I think really you talk about this and I want to go into it. I think when you shift into 10 year thinking, everything becomes different. And I know that happened to me because if I look, dude, if I look at my fucking life, when I was 27 years old, compared to where it is now at 37 headed into 38, you would not even know I'm the same person. 300 something pounds, still chain smoking, drinking myself to sleep, probably about 40 grand in debt around that time. Just got, uh, had to pay my rent by borrowing money from my girlfriend. Like life was very different a decade ago. Today, international speaker, best-selling author, Grant Cardone has become a business partner. Like my life is very different because I just said, all right, I'll give myself as long as it takes. And so I'm curious, why does 10-year thinking really matter to the people who are trying to change their life? Yeah, fantastic. Well, again, always context. So now we're into that fifth piece of content I created to help entrepreneurs but really anyone in life for that matter, but it's called, the, it's called the 10 Disciplines for Managing and Maximizing Your Energy, okay? And what you're talking about is discipline number one, 10-year thinking. So we are all balls of energy, and each one of these disciplines helps to magnify, manage, grow your energy so you can burn bright. So the, the reason 10-year thinking works so well is most of us driven people we're focused on the now, now, now. We want it now. We want it today. We want it this week. We want it this month. Worst case this year. Well, when you shift your thinking to 10-year thinking, and this isn't 10-year goal setting, although you can have lots of 10-year goals, this is 10-year thinking. This is seeing yourself in a 10-year time frame. This is thinking in multi-decade terms. In other words, I plan on being around a lot more decades. And if a bus hits me tomorrow... So. Case Sarai was a good life, man, but I'm planning on being around for, um, for many, many decades. And so I think of my life in that way. And what I find, I learned this at 35, when I shifted my thinking from that, because I mean, I was a driven son of a gun from 18 to 35. But when I shifted my thinking to that, there was literally a calm that came over me, a peace, 
I literally started to think better. I made better decisions and I literally got there faster. I got to where I wanted to go faster by just simply slowing myself down. So you want to talk about what that looks like with energy and trauma and pressure and all that stuff just kind of melts away. So best answer I have for you there. When, when I think about that, so I'm going to, I want to rewind you go back to 35, 36, 37. So I'm, I'm 37. I've been fortunate enough to build a couple multi-million dollar businesses. Um, I've also been fortunate enough to lose it all and be massively in debt. So I, I know what it's like to be on both sides of that. When, when you're the age and, and look, a part of this show is like, I want to learn. Right. And so when you're, you're my age, rewind 20 years ago, what were the things that you did that became the most practical shifts that you made in getting to where you are today? Because uh, sometimes I get in this place, man, where I'm like, okay, I've done all these things and people go, you're super successful. And I'm like, I don't feel successful. I don't feel like I've really achieved the thing I'm trying to achieve. I don't feel like many things in my life are what I want them to be. Of course, I'm always moving towards them. I'm always growing mentorship, coaching, guidance, education, execution, obviously being the greatest form of learning. And, and I'm wondering when you had that shift at 35, heading into the second half of your 30s, into your 40s, into your 50s, what were the things that really transpired? Yeah, for sure. Um, again, I'll go back to context on this. If you'll, you'll humor me for three minutes. Um, and I'm going to give you a, a very specific answer because what's important on that question is, you know, again, I am and was an entrepreneur. And, and so in everything that I've written and I teach, it's all from experience. And, and so with Entrepreneurial Leap, that book is all about helping someone who thinks they're an entrepreneur, start their business, know the right business, become a successful entrepreneur. Rocket Fuel is all about as a visionary, finding your perfect integrator match. Traction is all about helping you implement EOS in your business and run a great business. And then the EOS life is all about how to live your ideal life as an entrepreneur. So I was doing all of that. I did all of that by 35. I was that successful entrepreneur who built something pretty incredible. Reason I'm saying all that is the answer to your question, ironically, is it was right around then 20 years ago that I started to live by these 10 disciplines. So they all started between like 20 and 25 years ago. And so what I wanna do is I wanna quickly give you a real fast high level of what the 10 disciplines are, because these are the 10 things that I did to really mag magnify my energy, to really magnify my performance, my output, my productivity. And so I'll go through them really fast, high level, and then what I always like to do, you know your audience better than I do, but the one or two that maybe jump out at you, we can go a little deeper into. But here are the disciplines for managing and maximizing your energy. Number one, tend your thinking. Number two, take time off. Number three, know thyself. Number four, be still. Number five, know your 100%. Number six, say no often. Number seven, don't do $25 an hour work. Number eight, prepare every night. Number nine, everything in one place. And number 10, be humble. And so to answer your question, those are the 10 things I started doing at 35 years old that were transformative in my life. Now, out of curiosity, are those in a particular order? Okay, They're not, perfect. but I will tell you this, I obsessed about that. And there's maybe two I might flip, but honest to God, they're in a pretty darn good order. I'm thrilled with the order that they're in, but I didn't fully intend that. 
but uh, but they're in the best order I could put them in after obsessing about it. Yeah, thinking through it in like first order principles and order of magnitude, that's where my brain went because it's entrepreneurial like that. But the the one that sticks out to me that I, I think personally I struggle with the most and anyone who knows me personally knows this, I I don't take time off. And historically, I have not taken time off. And in fact, I'll go three, four years and not actually like do any significant, like removing myself. And it's, and it's not for the purpose of like, I must drive, 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 drive. Dude, I get so freaking bored. If you're like, let's just watch a movie and hang out. Or if you're like, let's just not do anything for a day. I'm like, I, my brain doesn't operate. And I think a lot of people do. Now, one of them that you said, number three, which is actually one of the same principles that I teach this audience all the time, know thyself. So I know this about myself. So I don't beat myself up about not taking the time off, but a lot of people do. So many people are like, man, I, I feel like I'm a loser. If I take a vacation, blah, blah, blah. That's not my mentality. It just doesn't interest me just to be straight up. Yep. So I'm curious, how do you, how do you parlay know thyself into all of these areas of this? Cause to me, I asked you about the order. Cause I feel like that feels predominantly number one, but I understand there's no particular order here. So how do you know thyself in a way that allots you the space to assess all these different areas? We'll be right back to today's show. But first, I need to ask you a question. Are you feeling stuck? Are you feeling like you don't have the support to go to the next level in your healing journey? Are you feeling like you wish you had a little bit more support from not only myself, but the Unbroken Nation? Well, my friend, I want to invite you to come and join our live weekly coaching sessions in Think Unbroken. All you have to do is go to keys, K-E-Y-S, keys.thinkunbroken.com to sign up and join us today with 100% money back, no questions asked, guaranteed and no contract or commitment every week for the next year. You can come and be a part of our live coaching sessions each Monday as we dive deep into not only answering your questions, but questions from the unbroken nation and help you take all of the information that you learn in the podcast, in the courses and other areas of this journey, bring them into your life and use it in a way that is practical, life-changing and transformative. So my friend, join us at keys.thinkunbroken.com and we will see you this Monday. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, and I can't help myself but to spend 30 seconds on take time off because I have to challenge you. And Let's I go. built EOS worldwide over 15 years, grew 40% a year for 15 years, taking 150 days off a year, taking the month of August off every year, a monthly sabbatical. And what I learned for me, what it did is it literally made me more productive. I became more Why? productive by turning, because I was more creative. I was more clear. I was, my output was better because I would take time to refresh and come back into the business, seeing things clear. Now, with that said, at the end of the day, if you work every day, and I'm assuming if you mean every day, you're talking about 365 days a year. For somebody like you, I just urge you to try one day. I don't want you to, you don't need to go take 150 days off a year. You would implode. Just try one day. Just try one day and just see what happens for you. But all I can tell you is for me, I was clearer, better, more creative. I was able to hit the reset button and, and, and just much more productive when I came into the business. And it just created space for me to also do this inner work that we're talking about. So there's my impassioned plea for you. I'll back off. And, and let's go to what you're describing as my favorite discipline, and that's know thyself. And I purposely put know thyself third because I think it starts with 10-year thinking where you need to start thinking about 
every aspect of your life in 10 years and, 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 and taking time off to start to create space. But know thyself is once all 10 disciplines are in place and operating in your life, and these all work together like a puzzle, this creates space for you to really go deep into this one and know thyself. And like I said earlier, this is that zero to 100% thing. I don't know where it ends in terms of you knowing thyself, but the way I like to teach this and describe it is my goal for you and what this discipline is all about is that you will be yourself 100% of the time in every situation that you're in. That's the goal. But to be yourself, you cannot do that until you fully know thyself. And so it starts with knowing thyself. And so I always like to share a quick personal story. When I was 30, my wife threw me a 30th surprise birthday party. And I walk into this room, I hear them yell surprise, and I look at, I'm looking into a hundred sets of eyeballs from six factions of my life. And I look around this room and, and quoting myself in my mind, I looked around these six factions and I went, holy shit, who in the fuck am I going to be today? Because what I realized is I was mm -hmm. literally six different people. There were my employees, there were my business partners, there were my high school buddies, there were my new friends, there was my family, there was my wife's family, and I was a different person for every single one of them. So imagine what I was doing to my energy. I was twisting myself in a knot. I was being something I wasn't. And so that was the aha moment where I said to myself, I am going to be me going forward and stop bending myself into a pretzel. So know thyself. My goal for everyone is to, what I like to say, let your free flag fly fully re fully free your soul and be yourself in the world and so it's a process so for me that was 30 years ago here i am 25 years later and i think i'm doing pretty darn good at being myself but man as i keep doing this work i realize whoa there's another block there's another thing i'm doing to myself where i'm not fully trusting myself i'm not fully unconditionally loving myself and so it's a journey but i am Whatever the percentage is, I am a hell of a lot more myself today than I was 25 years ago at 30. And I fully expect that 25 years from now, I'm going to be a hell of a lot more myself. And so it's a process. It's a journey. It's all part of that shedding. But doing the work to really understand who you are and just giving yourself permission to let your freak flag fly. Yeah. And to go a level deeper, just because that resonates with me so much, it's also not caring what other people think about that flag. You got and, that right. And, and that to me is the hardest aspect of healing. So uh, one of the things that I'm a huge proponent of is I'm like being healed is standing up on your own two feet and saying, this is who I am. Go fuck yourself if you disagree or don't like it or want me to change or judge me for it. Right. And, and that's not to, you know, demean people. It's just like, you don't get to decide who people are. Yeah. And they don't, and, and they don't get to decide who you are and you have to be willing to stand in that, which is terrifying because on this one hand, here you are, you're like, this is who I am world like me, please. I grew up seeking attention, love, admiration, trust, hope, joy, all the things. And for many of us, you don't get that. And what happens in turn, you'll find any way to find it as an adult, drugs, alcohol, sex, work, vacation, like whatever that thing is. Yeah. And then, you, then you come to this realization. I came to this realization. I was like, all I ever do is pretend to be what everybody else wants me to be in business in relationships in friendships in my family. I'm always this expectation and shedding that again, these layers we're talking about 
was incredibly difficult because I would do one thing and then I would revert back and I'd be like, why am I doing this again? Finally, like getting in the timeline of it all, really, truly understanding it, being able to create meaning in it. And today I look at it very simply. Like I believe entirely, like if you don't find the willingness to live life on your terms, A, you will never be healed. B, people will know you're full of shit because we can read each other's energy. And C, you're going to die with regret, which is a life unlived. And that's terrifying to me. You know, we just a couple months ago did our biggest conference of the year, 2,500 people for Unbroken Conference. And as I stood on stage, I just kept thinking to myself, like, this is what I wanted to create. This is who I wanted to be. This is the person I am. And I'm going to say fuck on stage and I'm going to wear my hat and I'm going to talk in a certain way. And every person who doesn't like it or judge it has nothing to do with me. But there's two elements of that, Gino, that I think occur. And I'm wondering if this happened for you too. One is I realized that I had to start building my self-esteem intrinsically. Yep. And two, I realized that in becoming who I am, there was going to be collateral damage, unintentionally even. My intention has never been to hurt people by being me, but it happens. Have you found that to be true for you as well? Yeah. Oh man, there's so much I want to say to that. So once again, I'm whittling it down to just a handful, but, but I would, I'll start with that point and then I'm going to work backwards because this, I will tell you, if you truly fully be yourself in the world, you are not, some of your friends are going away. Some of your family's going away. People have hooks in you and you have hooks in them, quite frankly. But the day you are fully yourself, there are people that aren't going to like it. And so that's what scares us. And that's why we stop ourselves. I jokingly like to say it's people hanging on to your feet, man. You're trying to fly and these people are hanging on to your feet. So that's point one. Point two is, you know, I'll, I'll share a personal story that happened for me because I thought I solved my fear and worry about people's judgment when I was like in my early 20s. So I started selling real estate in my early 20s. And my dad was a guru in the real estate industry, an incredible real estate salesperson who ultimately became a motivational speaker and built a training empire. And here I am going into the freaking real estate industry with the same last name. There was a lot of pressure. Pressure. My dad dad suggested to me, I go get some therapy and I went and got therapy around it. And the conclusion the therapist and I came to is I just got to say, fuck them. I just got to say, fuck them. I was so worried about what everybody thought. And I thought I solved it. And so that was 23 years old. Well, shoot forward in time. In the last five years, I clearly, it came so clear. And a big part of it was seeing this structure, how much people's judgment affected me. I realized that every decision I made since I was seven years old, I would think about everyone's reaction to it. And I was literally- Sounds exhausting. Oh my God, right up into my late forties, I'm still thinking about how they're going to react. And so when I saw that, it was incredibly freeing. So I thought I solved it at 23 and I didn't solve it until at least 20, 25 years later. And then the last two points I would say is, you know, I realized- I spent my life trying to prove to myself that I was okay. You know, so somewhere in my pain or trauma, I just didn't feel worthy or enough or I was okay. Um, and, and, and 
you know, again, it's all about this just processing and shedding those layers, facing that reality. And then when that stuff comes clear and you finally shed it, all of a sudden you feel comfortable enough. You trust yourself. You realize you love yourself enough that you deserve to just be you and fuck them. I just didn't listen to that therapist's advice at 23. He was right. I totally. Role <laughs> of applying his advice. But I, but I also have learned, you know what I, I don't, I'm not really fond of that approach of saying fuck them because what I realized in the last probably five years is I just love them. All I do is I love them. I, I yep. just love them. And, and that is so much less combative. It's so much more freeing. I just freaking love them. But listen, man, I'm going to be me. And if you go away, go away. And some of you, I want to go away because you do nothing but drain my energy when I'm around you. Yeah. And, and that can be really difficult, man, especially with family, you know, at, and, and everyone on this show knows this, but at 18 years old, I told my mother, I'll never talk to you again. And dude, I'm telling you, there's a 0% chance I'd be here with you today. Had I not made that decision. Mm. Right. And, and those decisions that we make, especially with the people in our lives matter so much. And it's not fun. There's, <laughs> There's nothing, dude, there's nothing about it, about sitting next to someone you care about or love or admire, or has been in your life for 20 years and being like, actually, I don't think we should be in contact anymore. Yeah. It's not enjoyable, but it's, it's a necessity yeah. because ultimately you end up settling, right? And how do you become the person you're capable of being when you've settled? Because if you settle in one area, you settle in every area. And I truly believe that. And I've, I've caught myself in moments and in relations with humans and being like, I'm not letting this person live up to my standards because I've allowed them to be who they are. And so that's actually on me to let them in my life. Here, here. That's on me. It's, and it's not about blame or judging them. It's not, it's just about, you have to look at and assess like, what do you want? Know thyself. What do you want? You want a business partner who shows up and takes actions and executes, but they don't do it. And you're still in the business relationship. That's on you. That's not on them. That's your fault. It's the same thing as boundaries, right? So many people are like boundaries, 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 but they don't understand boundaries. My boundaries aren't for you, Gino. They're for me, you got right? It. They're for me. And, and I want people to leverage that and understand it and also understand that there is a massive amount of turmoil in the beginning of that shift. And it's kind of like one of your, one of your disciplines, which I agree with in a way that I cannot even fucking explain to you yeah. is don't do $25 an hour work. Yeah. And I'm telling you, we already lost people. The second you said that they're like, fuck these guys. We're out. Yeah. Fact, I get it. So you're probably not hearing this anyway, but, but I believe that to be wholeheartedly entirely true. Because you, you use this word, I love, you said deserve. What do you deserve? Do you deserve 25 hour, a dollar, an hour work? Because to me, I'm like, we live in 2023 today. Inflation's insane. $25 is basically $3. Are you sure that's good enough for you? Why did that become a discipline? And maybe should that number now be $50 an hour? Yeah. And, and, and how do people get out of that mindset? Cause it's so deeply ingrained in us that you should be happy with $25 an hour. And yeah. I'm like, absolutely not. Oh, hallelujah. I love that question. And I, and I am wrestling with, do I need to bump that $25 up with inflation? And it's, I think you need to, man. It's coming, but, but yeah, I don't want to lose this point. The point is, and this is the reason I come to the conclusion. I'm not going to change it because 
the important thing to understand is it is not looking down at $25 an hour work. That is absolutely not what this has to do with. This is about energy. But I yes. also say it's so important because when I say don't do $25 an hour work, I follow it up by saying, if you want to make six figures. And so if you're sitting there in front of me saying, I want to make six figures, 100 grand, 200 grand, 500 grand, million dollars a year, you can't do that doing $25 an hour work. That's the point. There are people on this planet that love making 50 grand a year. And if we, if everyone listening right now would stop doing $25 an hour work and only do $100 an hour work and then hire somebody for 25 bucks an hour, we just literally single-handedly employed 30,000, $50,000 a year workers. And then to your point, yes, if you're going to bump up to $100 an hour work, now you can pay somebody $50. All it is is simple math. I mean, I think where I am, I'm probably doing thousand or two or three or maybe $10,000 an hour work now in my life. So now I can pay somebody $1,000 an hour, $500 an hour, $100 an hour. So that the more you elevate yourself, the more you're going to bring everyone else up. What it's saying is, what do you want to earn? Tell me that number. And if it's 50 grand a year, then please do $25 an hour work. That's what $25 an hour is, 50 grand a year. But if you want to make 250, stop it. You can't win this debate with me. And then you're going to go employ somebody. And hence, that's how an economy is built and works. We need people making 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, a half a million, a million, and 10 million, and a billion dollars a year. That's what makes the whole system work. Yeah. And I think you, you said something really important. It's like, are you happy? Because if you're happy and you make 30 grand a year, you won. You won the game. Amen. It's over. Doesn't Amen. matter. Hallelujah. My, my, I saw my friend Tanner posted something. He's been on the show, Tanner Chadelster. Um, he posted something the other day and he said, I would rather be homeless than not make a million dollars a year working for someone else. And I was like, dude, respect. I get it because it's really about that thing about knowing again, we're coming back to it again, know thyself, live and, and, and work and have a career and something that brings you joy and fulfillment. Because if you don't, man, it's a long life. I, you know, I go back, remember I worked for this fortune 10 company at 20 years old, gave them five and a half years of my life. I cleared a lot of cash. In fact, I brought in over $25 million in revenue for that company on my own. And every day I was miserable, dude. Gino, every day I hated my fucking life. And what was interesting about it at that age, cause I don't have a high school diploma and I don't have a college degree. Everyone around me was like, don't leave this job. You will never be this successful again. Don't do this. You need to stay here. You should be thanking your lucky stars. You even landed a multiple six-figure position and from where you're from. And I let it seep in and seep in and seep in and seep in. And I'm like, here, I'm wearing khakis to work with a fucking polo shirt on and talking water cooler talk, which makes me want to fucking smash my head into a wall. <laughs> it, and yet I was doing it because of the implications of what it would mean to face the fear of doing the unknown. Yeah. And... <laughs> Go ahead. I want to add something that I'm just like burning to say because I have four virtual assistants that work for me and they work about 30 hours a week. They make a little bit more than $25 an hour, but, but nonetheless, they are thrilled. They are staying home with their kids. They're raising their kids. They have very flexible hours. They're thrilled making, you know, less than a hundred grand a year. This is my point. It's like, you got to decide what you want, where you are, but please don't knock somebody making 50 grand a year. There are many very happy people making 50 grand a year, but if you want 250, you can't be doing $25 an hour work. It's such, it's simple, simple, simple math. Yeah. 
And more importantly, don't be miserable either way because life is too short. You're going to fucking die. And so you should probably enjoy it a little bit more and let go of the pressure of all the things that really don't matter. Yeah. Do you know, I, I'm curious, man, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like it feels like so many of the things like in life, just they actually don't matter. Like if you really break it down, if you look at your friends and your family and they're healthy and they're alive and you're healthy and alive, which you probably are because you're listening to this, the rest of itself will work itself out, right? Well, I, I think you have to be more specific on that because, you know, you, if I could give you like a thousand different examples and some of them are pretty extreme and some of them are really minor. So I, the, the question for me is a hard one. And so if you can reframe it or re-ask it, maybe I can give you a more specific answer. But it's Yeah, I, I'm just I'm curious with all the pressures of the world, looking at all the entrepreneurs you've you've worked with, looking at all the lives that you've impacted and you've been around. There, there has to be a separation between things that matter and things that don't. And I just feel like so many people think everything matters. Mm, mm. Hmm. And I could be wrong. Maybe everything does matter. And I'm just no, looking no, at no, it from oh, one scope. If everything mattered, there's like 16 trillion things. So then you this got 16 is. trillion things to be worrying about. So you are 100% right. I'm just trying to. I'm a very practical guy and I like to put things in a nutshell so people can, you know, process it and comprehend it. So you're, let me ask you this question then I'll, I'll get more clear on it. Yeah. How do you separate in your life things that do matter and things that do not uh, apply the 10 disciplines? So, so let's just pull a couple of things together because 10 year thinking tells you exactly what you want your life to look like, who you want to be, what it looks like, what it feels like. You're taking the right amount of time off. Your 100% is knowing your work capacity. You know who you are. You're being still. When all of those things, literally every discipline is a boundary to your point. When you know your boundaries, you know who you are, your work time, your time off, all of those things, it's crystal clear what matters. It's like literally, I like to say when the first five disciplines are in place, the sixth discipline is say no, dot, 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 often. Well, when the first five disciplines are in place, what to say no to in your life is so crystal clear. It's like somebody asking you to eat a worm. You will so quickly say no to that question, to that request. That's how everything in your life will be. So yes, everything is not important. There's only a handful of things that are important and only you can answer what's important. And so see the first five disciplines and you'll know exactly what's important for you. I love that, man. And that feels like such a framework of a funnel. You drop it in the top, let it come down, and it lands where it lands. Bingo, man. And it filters out everything else, the 99.99999% that doesn't matter. Yeah, I love that, my friend. Gino, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation, brother. Before I ask you my last question, can you please tell everyone where they can find you and learn more? Fantastic. Well, I appreciate that opportunity. So for 10 disciplines, the the website and the epicenter of all things there is the10disciplines.com. And you can put the number 10 in or spell out 10. And what you'll find there is a free ebook I wrote that'll teach you these 10 disciplines. Uh, there's a talk I do every, every month called Inner Mastery. If you really want to start doing the inner work, we offer group coaching if you want to really go deep. But it's the10disciplines.com for all things 10 disciplines. And then for the epicenter of everything I've created to understand everything that I do for entrepreneurs, it's genowickman.com. And so those are the two places I would direct you to find out more about anything that piqued your interest. 
Amazing. And we'll put those on the show notes. And guys, go to finkunbrokenpodcast.com. Look up Gino's episode to download the 10 disciplines. Um, we'll definitely put those links on the website for you. My last question for you, my friend, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Mm. Me. Um, how much time do I have to answer? Because I'm going to put a nutshell, but I need my time limit. As much time as you need. All right, because I am, this is, this will be the first time I think I'm going to try and articulate this and put it in a nutshell. Okay. And so hopefully I do well. Um, so what it means to be unbroken to me starts with an awareness that again, we are made up of pure energy. Every single one of us walking around, we are just simply balls of energy. And some of us burn very bright. So this is where we started this conversation. And some of us don't burn so bright. And so what it means to be unbroken is when your energy is flowing completely freely through you. There are no blocks to your energy. All your stuff is gone. And I'm here to tell you, you can get rid of your stuff. Like literally I'm getting chills right now because my energy is at a level. So we all vibrate at a different level. And, and, and so what I wish for you is to vibrate high, be pure energy, be pure light and love in the world. And that's unbroken because the only way to get there is to shed all of your shit, all of the dark energy in there. It's just the shit that happened to you in the past. And I don't mean to downplay it, but with all due love and respect, what I've realized is you just got to sit with it. Certainly go to therapy, certainly go do some plant medicine, certainly go do all these wonderful, there's a thousand things you can do if you need a sledgehammer to the head. But nonetheless, just admit and acknowledge, I got some dark shit in me. I got some blocks in me. And if you will just believe that you can process those things. I mentioned Untethered Soul. It's a great how-to manual for doing this. Just understand your pure energy. It can burn bright. All of a sudden you'll realize, wow, there's a block here. Like even before I started this podcast, five minutes before I jumped out with you, right here in my chest, there was a little block because they keep coming up throughout your whole life. But what happens is you get really good at processing them. And on average, they process in 90 seconds once you clear all the old shit. So I don't know exactly what that is. The beauty is you never need to know. But I just sat with it. I cleared it. It was gone in like a minute, minute and a half. And I was all ready for you. So, so unbroken to me means you are burning bright, your pure love and light, your energy is flowing freely, and you've cleared out all of your blocks, whatever they are, big ones, little ones, there's the best I can answer what that means. Man, I, I love that answer, and I could not agree more, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell your friends, leave a review if this brought you value. And until next time, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show, but I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. 
please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.